0: En el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador. Amen. Our brother Edwin left on Wednesday to return to our community in South Africa where he lives. We miss him already. Before he left... He needed a big suitcase to put things he was taking and sacristy things we were sending with him and so on. On Monday, I told him, don't worry. We have many suitcases around here, and I'm sure there is a big one somewhere upstairs that you can take. Let's meet at six, and I'll help you for uh, find one. Upstairs. The monastic enclosure has three levels. There are cells on the second floor and on the third floor. My cell is on the second floor, and I think it is a very nice neighborhood. <laughs> it is a different world upstairs on the third floor. So up I went to meet Edwin to find a suitcase. Darkness. Why is it so dark up here? I asked. Edwin, who was holding a flashlight, the flashlight of his phone, he said, I don't think they like to use lights up here. It's always very dark. So I use the light on my phone. What? That's ridiculous, I replied. And I don't remember thinking I was being judgmental or critical. That's what the hallway lights are for, so you can see where you're walking when it's dark. That's okay, Edwin said. I can hold the phone for both of us. No, said I, in a flare-up of righteous indignation. I'm turning on the lights. I went around switching on all the lights. I wonder how, how long they stayed on. We found the perfect suitcase for Edwin. I return to the second floor to my very nice neighborhood to realize that we, too, on the second floor, keep the hallway lights off. Now this is not a reflection on how we tend to find faults elsewhere before we find them where we are, although it could be, but it is about how we take light so much for granted. All we have to do is to flip on the switch or use the flashlight on our phone or turn on the knob on the lamp. We have light at our disposal anytime we want it. Here at the monastery, depending on where one is in the building, if the electricity goes out, one may not even notice because the generator kicks on and lights stay on. Being in the dark can make us feel helpless and terrified. Being in the light makes us feel safe and in control because we can see. So light is an important image in the Gospels. An angel comes to shepherds by night announcing the birth of Jesus and the glory of God shines around them. In the Gospel of Matthew, Magi followed the light of a star to find where Jesus has been born. The Gospel of John speaks of the Word made flesh as the light of all people that shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it and in today's Gospel lesson, Simeon takes the baby Jesus in his arms and praising God says of, of him that he is the light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to God's people. Although we take light for granted, it is still an incredibly strong metaphor for our relationship with Christ. Because think about it, as much as we say we want to receive the light of Christ, sometimes we decide to just turn that switch off. Sometimes I want Christ to be a dim little light for ambience only, and that's it. As much as I desire to have the light of Christ shine on me, I resist it, because, you know, light reveals and it may show parts of me that I'm not so happy with and I'm not so sure I want people to see. Thank you very much. But the light that is Christ wants to shine on me and on you and to say, it is okay. I already know every single thing about you, and I love you just the way you are. If you don't see these parts of you, if you hide them, if you avoid them, you will never be able to work on them. Now, have hope take courage. Keep working to be whole. Transformation can be a pain, but I am always with you. There is an old tale in a book called The Different Drum by M. Scott Peck that, was, that has always stayed with me. I read the book a very long time ago and couldn't find it recently, so this is my version of the story according to what I remember of it. There was once a monastery with a thriving and vibrant community. Their skin balms and salves were very famous and they sold lots of them. Many people visited the monastery for wisdom and spiritual advice. But as time wore on, fewer and fewer people visited. For some reason, fewer people turned to the monastery for advice. Even the sale of their famous balms and salves began to dwindle. The abbot began to spend many sleepless sleepless nights worrying about the community and wondering what they should do. He prayed and prayed, but the monks became more and more depressed. Soon the buildings of the monastery started showing signs of their depression. The monastery became shabby and untidy, and you know that's never good. Now the abbot knew of a very wise Jewish rabbi who lived not too far away from the monastery. He decided to go visit him and to ask for his advice. The rabbis showed him great hospitality, and they visited for a very long time. They talked about their respective religions and shared all manner of spiritual insights with each other. The abbot explained his problem to the rabbi and asked for advice, but the rabbi only shook his head and smiled. As the dejected and disappointed abbot departed, the rabbi suddenly stood up and shouted after him, Ah, but have hope, take courage, for Christ lives among you. All the way home, the abbot pondered the rabbi's words. Christ lives among us? What? Like Christ lives in the monastery? That's dumb the abbot knew all the monks very well and he also knew he himself wasn't Christ. When he got home to the monastery the abbot shared the rabbi's words with one of his brothers who went and told another brother, who was overheard telling another brother. Not not that that ever happens here, but soon the entire community had heard the news. Christ lives among us, who do you suppose it could be? As each brother speculated on who the Christ could be, his view of his brothers began to change. They began to treat one another with great respect, humility, and love, because what if he was dealing with Christ? Soon the entire community was doing everything with great reverence and joy and treating one another as if the other person was Christ. They also started treating every single thing in the monastery as if it were a holy vessel of the altar. The monastery once again became tidy and clean and beautiful. People in the neighboring town began to notice the change that had come over the monastery monastic community. The quirky monks all of a sudden looked radiant to everybody, shining like the sun. People once again flocked to the monastery and were energized by the spirit of the brothers. The monastery still prospers today and it is known as the monastery of the light because rumor has it that Christ lives there. Have hope and take courage, for Christ is always among us. And may Christ's light, enkindled in our hearts, shine forth in our lives. Que así sea, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén.